You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome along to the OTI Podcast. Myself, Colin Kelly, bringing you yet another weekly edition of the Overtime Ireland Podcast. We've been taking it off through the off-season, one show a week, and uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Some great guests over the last couple of weeks, Sigmund Blumon, recently Matt Harmon, Matt Williams, and I could keep naming out names all day, but uh, just a great crew of guys that have been coming on the show. And we're going to keep it going today, and we're going to be joined by Ross Tucker. A lot of you will know him from the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He has the Even Money Podcast, Fantasy Feast, so many other podcasts. Also, a former offensive lineman in the National Football League so going to be getting him on we're going to be talking through some of the later moves in free agency obviously when I talked last week with Sigmund we were talking through uh, some of the breaking news a lot of news came out after that and as the week has gone on there's been little bits and more trickling down and we'll be talking about all those different things with Ross getting his perspective on it and it's always great having him on the show also recording this one on the 17th of March, so for all the Irish out there, I'm sure the Americans listening in to know what that means to the Irish people. It is St. Patrick's Day, so uh, there'll be quite a few Irish people, and I know a lot of people stateside having a couple of beers today to uh, celebrate St. Patrick's Day. My brother, DJ, a lot of you'll know him from earlier days in the Overtime Ireland podcast. Haven't had him on recently, but even he was on at the start of this season, and he's heading over to New York for the celebration, so... He's going to have a few pints over in the Big Apple for that one. I think I'm going to have a couple here after work in Melbourne. So uh, so I guess uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to all you listening in. As always, starting off the show, iTunes, Stitcher, all the ways you can listen to the podcast, the, the download numbers. While it is the off-season, they have been staying steady. So very, very proud to keep those numbers up. You can download on multiple devices. All the different ways to uh, help increase uh, the ratings for Overtime Ireland. Uh, and of course, you can give us a rating and a comment on iTunes or Stitcher. That is very, very much appreciated. We do thank you for that continued support. So hopefully everything's good with all the listeners over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I was up at a wedding this weekend in Australia, headed up into the countryside. A friend of mine from back home got married and uh, it was an absolute lot of fun. Uh, voices just starting to recover after the singing and the uh, drinking that went on. A lot of uh, baby Guinnesses were drank over the weekend, so uh, a lot, a lot of fun. And always great to catch up with old friends and uh, make some new ones. So I did that since the last show we had, but since the last show we had, I haven't got to talk a lot of NFL and uh, want to get my fix, and you can get your fix listening to it. We're going to get that right now with Ross Tucker. Hi, I'm Matt Williamson, and you are listening to the Overtime Ireland Podcast. Joined back on the podcast once again by Ross Tucker. A lot of you'll know him from his own podcast, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Many others will know him from his time playing around the National Football League at the offensive line position. But as always, Ross, it's a pleasure having you on the show. It is my pleasure always, Calm, to be on with you guys. I love what you guys are doing. And anytime I can be on OTI in Ireland, it's great. And uh, I guess as well, I'll have to say, uh, I'm recording this It's uh, in Melbourne, Australia at the moment, where I am for this past uh, season, and it is uh, St. Patrick's Day here, the 17th of March, so I guess, Ross, uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to you and all the OTI listeners. Oh, nice. <laughs> happy Happy St. Patrick's Day to you as well. Yeah, I, it's, it's 4 p.m. Eastern time yeah. on the 16th for me, so I'm not quite there yet, but I'm... I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. I'm going to watch some <laughs> college basketball tomorrow night with some buddies and, um, and 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 have a couple of daddy sodas. Should be fun. Should be fun. Uh, a guy who mightn't be enjoying it, I don't think he's going to be enjoying it, is unfortunately Martavis Bryant uh, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's uh, heading towards a one-year ban from the NFL. We've seen it this past season with Josh Gordon of the Cleveland Browns missing out for the whole season. But, uh, you know, 
He's a player at a four-year ban la- or four-game ban last season. It was always a worry in the back of everyone's heads that it might happen again when you get into the NFL drug policy. And uh, an unfortunate ban for the Steelers, a very unfortunate ban for the young man himself. But uh, how do you think this hurts the Steelers going forward? Uh, there's no doubt about the talent that he possesses. Well, it hurts them quite a bit because he is a difference maker when he plays. Now, he was already suspended four games last year, so they had to deal with out him last year I think his impending suspension was one reason why they brought back Darius Hayward Bay and probably a a big reason why they signed Ladarius Green as well I think they recognized that they need to give Roethlisberger some more options than just Antonio Brown at receiver and Le'Veon Bell out of the backfield but that's still a big loss in my mind because you're losing Martavis Bryant who was a matchup nightmare, and Heath Miller, one of my favorite two-way tight ends yeah. over the last you know 10 years in the NFL. So to me, that's a pretty significant loss, and I don't know that you can expect or hope to get nearly as much production from Sammy Coates or Darius Hayward Bay, and I don't know that you can expect Ladarius Green to just seamlessly fit in with what's going on with the Steelers offense yeah he's a lot more raw obviously than the veteran presence of uh, Heath Miller and you know Ben Roethlisberger and Heath Miller have had such a connection over the years it's unfortunate too because obviously last season he started the game with the four match uh, suspension and Le'Veon Bell had the the two game suspension and then when Le'Veon Bell and him both got back then Bell eventually got injured so Roethlisberger hasn't had the the full complement of his uh, weapons Uh, for any sustained stretch of time so it's going to be interesting to see how he does I think they'll do just fine but up until this ban it looked like they were uh, you know a real real contender and it was starting to wonder how you were going to stop this offense Uh, future wise for Martavis um, obviously he's going to miss this next season a lot of players like Josh Gordon has by all accounts put in a lot of work off the field this season uh, while he's been away from the team and has uh, worked hard on getting his career back on track but we've seen it before with players like Justin Blackman where you know you get that suspension and it just seems to be that the career goes completely off the rails from there what do you think the future I guess it's too early to speculate but uh, hopefully we will see Martavis Bryan back on the field uh, in two years time well I hope he will as well I really never and I said this on my podcast Colm the Ross Tucker yep. football podcast I never really know what to say anymore in these situations. You know, when I was a player and even my first few years in the media, I would just say, what an idiot. How could you throw all this away just so you can smoke a little weed or whatever the case might be? But maybe it's because I'm getting older and softer. Maybe it's because I have kids. But now I look at it a little differently, and I think that there's got to be something going on with him you know and I don't know if it's a, a physical chemical addiction or it's a psychological addiction but there's just no way that I believe any adult could be this stupid to do this like you you know the next failed test you're going to get suspended for a year there's just no way anybody would actually do that in my mind unless there's some type of addiction or, or some major majorly wrong in their life yeah, there has been talk of uh, possible depression, but again, and a lot of people this last week talking about the, the policy of the NFL for the drug testing and how much emphasis they put on marijuana, but I guess at the end of the day, you know it's still in their testing procedure, so 
you know that test coming and with the way the testing is it's not like uh well when you're in the process you do have a lot more regular scheduled testing but up until that first failed test you kind of do have a a way around it almost of knowing when it's kind of in a certain span of three months but very very unfortunate and we'll see uh, if he can get it all back on track but you know um sometimes it just doesn't work out and maybe it is the last we'll see if i'm on the football field but hopefully not uh, other news this week the new england patriots sprung quite the trade uh, at the start of the week they've traded chandler jones to the cardinals for jonathan cooper and a second round pick since that then they've gone on to sign a uh, defensive end formerly off the la rams i keep getting that wrong still on st louis but chris long and then the Cardinals went on to sign Evan Mathis. So a little bit of musical chairs between the two teams. Um, it looks, you know, there's a little bit more clearance, uh, clarity now after all the moves have gone down. Very, very interesting all around from both teams' perspective. Uh, how would you rate the moves as a whole rather than just the trade on its own at this point in time? Well, I think for the Patriots, they're looking at this move for the next two, three, four years. Yeah. And that's the only way you can look at it because the reality is, Colm, in my mind, they are now less likely to win the Super Bowl in 2016. Now, that doesn't mean they still can't win it. I just think their degree of difficulty just got tougher as a result of what they did with this trade. I mean, the guy has 30 sacks the last three years. He's the guy that you have to worry about the most from a pass rush standpoint. So it's, it's a big loss, that, and I'm not sure Chris Long or their young guys are going to be able to pick up the slack. Only time will tell in that regard. But the Patriots made the determination that they were not going to re-sign him after this year. Yeah. They were not going to give him an Olivier Vernon contract. So rather than wait for a third-round compensatory pick in 2018, they get the second-round pick now. They save some money this year. And they move on a year early rather than just losing him to free agency and the compensatory pick. From the Arizona Cardinals standpoint, I think it's probably the best move for the Patriots if you look at it over the next three or four years. For the Arizona Cardinals, I think they did this move calm with a shorter time horizon in mind. And that shorter time horizon is a year or two. You know, this year and maybe next year, if they franchise him, or who knows, maybe they'll even get him signed to a long-term deal. But I think that the Arizona Cardinals feel like they have a Super Bowl championship caliber roster and that this was the missing piece. And I like their aggressiveness. I like that they're going for it and bring in a guy that could help get them over the hump. I mean, if you look the last few years, some of these additions, you know, 20 2013, bringing in Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill to the Seahawks. 2014, Brandon Browner and Darrell Revis for the Patriots. 2015, a host of guys for the Broncos, Aqib Tlaib and DeMarcus Ware. Ware. So there can be guys. It's not like they're they're the reason why teams win Super Bowls, but they certainly help get you over the hump. Yeah, it's very interesting. You know, the likes of Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald who, you know, t- probably two years tops left in them, so uh, it is an interesting move. It's a nice pickup for them. Maybe the Patriots too. We mentioned Martavis Bryant and his suspensions. We've seen Chandler Jones. 
prior to the Super Bowl had that whole issue with uh, the off the field situation and also the Patriots with no number one pick this year because of the Flitgate and they get a second second rounder so maybe that all played into it but very interesting couple of moves by both teams overall and I think you've summed it up very very well there another team who has made a lot of uh, moves let's call them interesting as well this past week and a half and that's the Denver Broncos uh, CJ Anderson had an offer from the the Miami Dolphins it was matched by the Broncos four years 18 million they could have got him much much cheaper prior to free agency let him test the market and now they're paying a lot lot more this season uh do you think it's a mistake by Elway the way he handled it do you think maybe he was uh, giving the player just a, a chance to hit the free agent market and uh you know how, how have you thought of his moves overall this offseason you know I thought it was a mistake because for a little over eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars they could have had CJ Anderson for about two and a half million dollars this year, and nobody would have given him an offer an offer sheet. Yeah. Instead, you know they have to pay him six million dollars this year, which is a lot more. But I talked to Joe Banner uh, today, actually, on my podcast, yeah. the, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and he doesn't think it was a mistake. He thinks it was a calculated move by Elway to see if Anderson would get an offer sheet that would be solid but not extravagant that the Broncos could match and have him locked up. So clearly it, it's, a, it's a, a, a hit short term. It takes up some more cap space in the short term. But long term, he actually ends up being very affordable the next three years after this. So I guess you could say all's well that ends well. <laughs> but if the, if the goal is to be aggressive – this year and to make another run at the Super Bowl this year, I think that they would have been in much better shape if they had just given him the second round tender around two and a half million dollars. Yeah, but it kept obviously some more money to, to sprinkle around in other areas. But a lot of moves going on by the Broncos, none less than Mark Sanchez coming in at the moment. Uh, at the moment, the most veteran quarterback on the roster. We'll see what they do in the next uh, week or two and then heading into the draft. But it's an interesting time for the Broncos. A lot of times after you win a Super Bowl, the team can get you know a little bit depleted, but we'll see how... Uh, all the Broncos fans at the moment are definitely giving Elway the benefit of the doubt after delivering a Super Bowl this year. On the other hand, the Dolphins, a strange, there's a couple of teams here with strange off-seasons so far, and uh, they missed out, obviously, on C.J. Anderson now. Uh, Chris Johnson, formerly of the Cardinals, as well as the Jets and the Titans, he's scheduled to visit with them this week, so we'll see if anything happens there with the veteran running back. But they obviously have J.I.J.E. there, and with his knee issues, they need another running back um chris johnson do you think that would be a good fit obviously he's uh, had a little bit of a kind of revival in his career but i think he's well past his best we all know that i think that they're going to end up drafting a running back would be my guess but i do think they like to go into the draft having at least one other option and that one other option would be a guy like chris johnson or maybe james starks yeah. Someone like that, a veteran, that yeah. a veteran that's pretty reliable, that they kind of feel like they know what they're going to get, because a Jai still is somewhat of a wild card in my mind. Yeah, definitely a wild. It has the potential. He had some nice showings last season, but um, we'll see what happens. 
Uh, another move this week that I've taken interest, uh, being a Green Bay Packers fan, obviously BJ Raji is having a, he said he's stepping away from the game for a year at least, but it probably will be a retirement for him. He's had a lot of injuries over the last few years. This game, as you know yourself, Ross, you played offensive uh, line, he's playing defensive line, takes a real toll in your body and, and the trenches there and... Uh, what have you made of his move? And then the other question is with guys like last season with Chris Borland retire and this year Calvin Johnson retiring a lot earlier than a lot of people would have expected. Do you think this will be a more common thing now that people maybe step away at 29-30 or do you think that these are still the outliers? I do think that this is going to be more and more common. I don't know that it's going to be a huge movement, if you will. And then a lot of guys are going to end up doing this. But I do think this is going to be more and more common. I, I really do. Because I think, you know, the more research you do, and I'm going to talk to Chris Nowinski, who's oh, yes, the yeah. co-founder and executive director of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. Yeah. I'm going to talk to him, you know, relatively soon on my podcast about this. But it seems like the more I read, the more research you do indicates that the longer you play, the sheer volume of hits yeah. that you take, that the greater chance you have of CTE. And as that starts to get out, I think people will realize, wait a minute, I should I should be careful here. And we've seen we've seen this week too that for one of the first times the NFL has kind of started to acknowledge, you know, the work that's been done off the field to acknowledge the concussions, to acknowledge the CTE, and it's been something that's kind of almost been swept under the carpet, but it's getting more and more traction and uh, it'll be interesting to see how the NFL decide to do moving forward but it does seem to be that it's the repetitive hits rather than the larger hits over time that cause the issue and it's interesting the Borland one still stands out to me as such an outlier because he's one of the guys who came in on the the new style rookie contracts rather than a Calvin Johnson or BJ Raji who have made significant money in their career so it'll always been interesting to me to see if the younger guys coming in now who mightn't make the biggest money in their first contract then let's see what they do in their second contract as to uh, if they retire after that but it's gonna be interesting to watch that going forward a couple other moves that happened this week uh, Carlos Dansby released by the, the Cleveland Browns. I thought that was a strange one. Obviously, they're in complete rebuild mode now. I have absolutely no idea, really, what their next step will be. Uh, a lot of their veteran presence has been moved away this offseason, but I guess we'll wait and see what happens there. What have you thought of the, the Browns, and can you figure out what they're doing other than rebuilding? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what they're doing. I, I, I didn't mind the Carlos Dansby release. I think when a new regime comes in, that's one of the things you do. They cut Dwayne Bowe as well. Yeah. And they I'm signed Demario there. Davis. Yeah, when they signed Demario Davis, I think that made Dansby expendable. So that one did not shock me at all. But I just don't understand letting all your top free agents go. You know, the mid twenties, these are the guys that you want to build around. I just don't understand why they wouldn't keep any of those guys, especially a guy that you know, didn't really get paid all that much in Mitchell Schwartz. That was a, that was a, a very yeah, a very reasonable contract. So I, I don't get it. And then they have all the cap space. They have to reach that floor. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do that over the next couple of weeks. I would imagine we're going to see a lot of guys that end up getting caught out and not playing for the Browns when they have no other option. But strange move at the moment. Um, Mike Wallace ends up with the Ravens and not a lot of other uh, key news, I guess, since I had the last podcast to talk about. Uh, other than that, best remaining free agents maybe that are left over, Ross, who are you looking to see where they land? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think off the top of my head, um, I would say a guy like Arian Foster, when yeah. he gets healthy, and we'll see where he ends up, I think, you know, uh, to me, the number one guy would be Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, I think everybody still assumes he's going to go back to the Jets, but... That offer they're giving him is uh, pretty pretty poor, it looks like, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a real, to me, it's a really interesting discussion because it becomes, okay, he doesn't have a huge market out there, so do you try to get him signed to a really bad deal for him, you know, $7 million a year? Or are you a little bit more reasonable? I, I think, you know, with all these other guys getting $18, $19, 20000000 dollars, I think offering him $7 million was a little insulting and unappreciative by, by the Jets. And I would expect that to come up soon. Because, you know, they can say whatever they want, him about what leverage he has. Yeah. But you know what? What leverage do they have? Who yeah, really nothing. Have to be their quarterback. So other than that, I think a guy like Ruben Randall, I'm a little surprised he's still on the market. A young guy that has made a bunch of plays at receiver. But those are some of the guys. Russell Okung is another one probably that jumps out to me. So there's still some guys out there if you're looking. And uh, obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick, another kind of Ivy League alum like yourself, Ross. Uh, so you'll be, I'm sure you're interested to see where he lands up. Um, as always, Ross, uh, while we have you on, I'll give you a quick rundown of the Ross Tucker podcast. Uh, obviously, the Ross Tucker podcast, as you've mentioned a couple of times, great, great show where it all started on your own side of it, obviously with ESPN before that, but then with the other podcast, the Fantasy Feast, the Even Money podcast, uh, any other? I know you have a, a college podcast going too. Do you want to give everything a, a rundown? Yeah, I mean, they can. anybody can always check out everything over at, at RossTucker.com, but if you are... Um, just listen on iTunes or some other podcast app. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the fantasy, you're in the fantasy football, and then the college draft, which is obviously huge this time of year, breaking down all the draft prospects by position. I think people, as they get more and more into the draft, with it being next month, will really enjoy that. So Ross is always very informative, great talking through all the NFL news with you, and uh, look forward to the next time. Yeah, my pleasure, Call. Anytime you know that, you do a great job. Hi, I'm Delaney Walker, tight end for the Tennessee Titans, and you listen to Overtime Ireland. Many thanks once again to Ross for jumping aboard the show. It's always an absolute pleasure having him on. He's always very gracious with his time. And check out his fantastic podcast that I mentioned there as well uh, while he was on the Fantasy Feast podcast, the Ross Tucker podcast, obviously called after himself, and, of course, the Even Money podcast and the Draft podcast, the college football stuff and all involved in that. So check out all them. It's always great. And give him a follow on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL couple of weeks to go here of living in Melbourne then I'll be going traveling around New Zealand I'll be heading to Cairn Sydney doing a bit of the touristy thing we've been working since we arrived here I've been in the podcast through that time of course the NFL season on too watching all the the games it was a, a very very interesting experience I'll be watching for the time being the plan is to watch next season's NFL action all from Ireland again so we'll see what happens but uh, while that traveling's going on there's going to be uh, a little gap maybe with the podcast. We'll see what happens. But my plan at the moment is there's a five-week span of traveling in there, and I'm planning on setting up some uh, evergreen-style podcasts. We'll be looking ahead to draft strategy. We'll be getting Christopher Harris on the show, Matt Money-Smith. We'll be getting a lot of different people on, Carl Safchek, hopefully from Dynasty League Football. And we'll be talking about different strategies for fantasy football that 
hopefully the news will stay evergreen and we can have them on through those gaps uh, that I will be traveling that's something to look forward to I'm looking forward to recording those shows as well so any suggestions you have for some evergreen style shows some questions uh, maybe dynasty startup podcast or something like that uh, hit us all up here and uh, tweet it to at overtime ireland if you want to do it in a longer format hit me up on an email at overtimeireland at gmail.com always looking for your input into what we can do to make the show more interesting for you and uh, as always thanks very much for tuning in on a weekly basis make sure you're subscribing uh, on itunes stitcher as i mentioned earlier give us a written and a comment on there keep spreading the word on social media tell your friends about the podcast uh, as it is an independent show basically by myself and uh run on my own budget it's always uh, down to the listeners as we increase in size and uh, that has been happening over the last two or three seasons and uh, hopefully it'll continue in to this upcoming season so as always thanks for tuning in thanks for listening and until i'm back next week with another show have a good one thank you for listening to the overtime ireland american football podcast please follow us on twitter at overtime ireland Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.